Henry couldn't remember being more ready to call a night quits. An hour of packing up, a short drive, and he would slip his weary body between the crisp bedsheets of a motorway access sighted hotel. Then, just as everyone at the table was about to break contact, push back their chairs and get to their feet, just as Mark was about to power down his camera and Keith his boom mic, something happened that stopped them all dead in their tracks. Kate let out a cry, a low, keening howl of pure anguish that made the hairs on the neck of every living soul in the room stand on end. It was the moan of something unimaginably lost and wounded, and it sliced through the room like a slow-drawn razor, freezing everyone in place. The moan decayed to an eerie silence. All eyes fell upon Kate, to find her stock still, head bowed, face veiled in deep shadow. No one seemed to dare move. All were reduced to bewildered inaction. Henry recovered first and reached across the table for her hand, her name on his lips. His fingers were on the verge of making contact when she suddenly threw up her head. What he saw caused him to snatch back his hand quick sharp. The woman in Kate's seat wasn't Kate at all. Someone else had taken her place. Or at least that was Henry's first thought. But then he saw he was wrong. It was Kate. And yet it wasn't. Kate, quit it, he demanded. This isn't funny. He reached out again, tentatively determined to make contact. Before he could, she whipped her head in his direction, only to stare straight through him. Her gaze appeared frantic and yet blind, as though she were gazing into darkness, or something worse. Lawrence? she asked, almost in desperation, but like the mannerisms the voice was not really Kate's. Henry looked to Charles, but the medium appeared nearly as lost as the rest of them, and yet he had it together enough to ask the very question Henry was about to. Who's Lawrence? Charles asked. If Kate heard, she showed no sign of it. My child, I can't, where is, I can't. She shot clumsily to her feet, pushed back from the table. Lawrence? Her chair overbalanced, toppled over and she began to back away, but as she did so she started to list. Henry could see she was going to fall. He was up, trying to round the table to catch her, but Charles was up too, and he was closer. A scream suddenly filled the room. To begin with, Henry thought it belonged to Kate, Only a moment later did he realise it had come from Charles. The medium's reaction couldn't have been more violent had Kate suddenly bared fangs. He took his hands off her at once and reeled back, eyes wide in terror, his gaze whipping madly around the room. While Kate crumpled to the floor, he backpedalled frantically, collided with the wall and then ricocheted like a pinball off a bumper, rocketing toward the doorway, still shrieking and now beating at his chest and head with his hands. Henry suddenly broke from his own shock-induced paralysis and went after Charles, yelling back at the dumbstruck crew, Help her! For God's sake, someone get her out! He crashed into the hall in time to see Charles flailing crazily towards the front door. He caught up with him at the threshold. They all but tumbled onto the front porch together. Charles hit the deck hard but didn't stop. He seemed to be torn between the urge to thrash at himself and get away from the house. He scrambled off the porch into the dewy grass where Henry caught up to him. Seizing his jacket, Henry wrestled Charles over, ready to slap him out of his hysteria if necessary, but then, as suddenly as if someone had flipped a switch, the medium fell still. Henry bent over him. Charles, talk to me, what is it? What happened? Charles was red-faced and breathing hard. He looked up at Henry, who had him by the lapels and blinked as though waking from a nightmare. The fire. What? The the house. The, The fire, Charles babbled. All those people, didn't you see? He trailed off, 
staring over Henry's shoulder at the house looming over them. For heaven's sake, get them out, Henry, all of them, now.'